You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Indians. I'm your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports. Uh, I apologize, you might hear the game in the background, but it is late and I'm not waiting for this one to be over to uh, record the podcast. It is currently, as I'm recording, the 14th inning and A.J. Cole is trying to give this one away to the... Uh, the Royals. It has been a game like that for the Indians pitching. Uh, when you look at what happened with, uh, you know, Plucko ends up giving up three runs, but that last run not necessarily uh, his fault, as Oliver Perez imploded, walking two, and then Adam Simber comes out first pitch, beans a guy, and that is how the game gets tied up. Uh, on the plus side, uh, Jose Ramirez with the sixth home run tonight. He had five before the month of July. So he has more home runs in the month of July than he had in uh, April, May, June, the little bit they play in March, you know, a little over three months of play and just this one month of July. So if you wonder just how hot he's been, that is a good example. On top of all that, he also had a double in this one. Uh, Play-by-play, Jorge Soler just had a uh, basically a sack fly. So, thank goodness the Indians got that insurance run in the 13th. A horribly coached inning, though, because if you're watching at home, Jose Ramirez hits the home run. Awesome. Then we get the single. Sack bunt, Roberto Perez is one of our better hitters. Jake Bowers uh, gets a hit that would have scored Kipnis probably from first anyway, so you, you gave up an out and got nothing out of it. Greg Allen comes up, who's been swinging a hot bat, and then you have him sack bunt. And uh, then Lindor strikes out and nothing comes of it. So of the three outs in that inning, the Indians gave the Royals two of them when the Royals are using the very end of their pitching staff. Like, if there's ever a time to not sack bunt, it's when they're using the the depths of their pitching staff. The Indians have a massive advantage in this game because the Royals have avoided using their two best relievers, Jake Diekman and Ian Kennedy. They're trying to trade both of those guys. Um, they can't put them on the disabled list because they're not hurt, and if you're on the disabled list, you can't be traded. They can't send them down to the minors. They're kind of stuck in this situation where management has probably said, don't use these guys. So they're carrying two roster spots with guys they really can't use. Uh, it's a massive advantage for the Indians. It's going to be an even bigger advantage for the rest of this series as their bullpen is going to be... Uh, I mean, both teams are going to have to make some paper moves tomorrow. Uh, these bullpens are just decimated. But it's even harder, again, when you're the Royals and you have your two best relievers you're not even allowed to use. Uh, Francisco Lindor also homered in this one. And uh, he had a double. And Jose Ramirez, on top of his two home runs, had a double. You know, it's uh, It's been a, a long game is the uh, the first term that comes to mind. It's It's been a good one in its own way uh just in terms of i'm just happy to see jose ramirez playing well playing like the uh, mvp candidate of a year ago uh it just it's an entirely different team they're not going to add anyone who's more important or more valuable than jose ramirez turning back into jose ramirez going from one of the worst hitters in baseball to one of the best uh just in terms of this game, what a job by the bullpen outside of, you know, Oliver Perez and right now A.J. Cole. Yeah, Simber comes out and hits a guy, but after that, goes one and one-third innings, no one reaches base. Clippard goes one and a third innings, no one reaches base. 
Nick Wetgren, one and a third. He does have a hit and a walk, but no runs scored. Brad Hand, one and a third. Walk. And let's see. Another out. Uh, I mean, you guys probably watched it at home, but <laughs> it was a little bit scary there. Uh, a big ride was just uh, put in the ball by uh, Cuthbert. He uh, carried it deep into the outfield, luckily, right to, let's see who's playing out there right now, right to Mike Freeman, uh, who's playing on left, and uh, since it was on that side of the field, we had runners on first and second, perfect place to hit it to not advance the runner. So the Indians now have two outs, uh, runners on first and second, not bad, uh, it still just takes one hit for them to uh, to score, Bubba Starling's up, who's three for six today. Uh, you know, Starling is a great story. The Indians really liked him a lot, and we're kind of hoping to get him back in 2011. Kansas City beat him to the punch, so the Indians settled, settled on Francisco Lindor. Uh, that worked out really well for them. Supposedly, from what I had heard that year, if Lindor was off the board, they were looking at uh, Javier Baez and uh, why am I, Jose Fernandez. No, that's not it. Um, Miami Marlins pitcher who passed away. We are I'm still sitting here watching this game. Yeah, I was correct. It was uh, Jose Fernandez. I don't know why I was doubting myself. I think it's because Alex Fernandez. I was thinking there was another Fernandez for them back in the day. But, uh, yeah, those were the guys I had heard that year with the Indians. Uh, Starling, Archie Bradley, Fernandez, Baez, and Lindor. Um, worked out well for the Indians. They got the, uh, the best of the group, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, so it's nice to see. I mean, it took Starling a while. I believe he didn't make his debut until this year. But I always root for those guys. He, uh, he was a recruit to go play quarterback at Nebraska back then. So if you think about it, if he had gone to Nebraska, he'd have already uh, graduated uh, from there. And, uh, you know, like I said, again, 2011 draft pick. It's eight years later. So good on him. Uh after Starling, oof. nice pitch there by Cole, one and two. Uh, but you go through, it's like Alex Gordon. Alex Gordon's having a, a quiet, really good year after a rough season last year for the Royals. Uh, Hunter Dozier's cooled off, but still performing. Jorge Soler, uh, not a great game for him today, but I mean, he's hitting a ton of home runs. It's hard to argue with his value. There are some pieces for the Royals. The problem is their pitching is a, an out and out disaster. Mike Montgomery has been really bad this year. He, uh, bad pitch, cool. Uh, that almost got away. Good job by Roberto Perez from preventing the uh, wild pitch there. Uh, Montgomery's been really bad, but he, it's it's a very odd line. Five hits, one run, one walk, zero strikeouts. Yeah, I, I mean, you can go back into that one, but no strikeouts and only one run on five hits and a walk in five innings. I mean, he was giving up a base runner per inning uh, more than. Uh, Plutko with another solid performance. He's uh, not a bad pitcher by any means. Uh, he's really filling well. I'll give him credit in that fourth, fifth role for this team. And there, Cole gets the strikeout. Uh, it, was <laughs> it was rough, but he gets the save. Uh, it is right now... Uh, I have nine past midnight, and the game is is or nine past one. I'm sorry, my computer is still set to uh, 
to Central Time, but it is now nine past one. Or yeah, and the Indians have won it in fourteen. Uh, they don't have hardly anyone left in their pen for tomorrow's game. Uh, you know, there there's definitely going to be a paper move or three, and at some point, uh, there'll be some guys moving up and down who they can afford to move up and down. Uh, just because they 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 need to have someone to go to in this pen. Uh, let's see. No, there's no one left. That is their pen, I believe. I don't. I I hate, absolutely hate. Side note: the it was on ESPN their depth chart because it only goes five deep. I'm like, no, that's not that's not their depth chart. Uh, but yeah, it's uh. Let's see. Is there anyone left in the Indians bullpen at this point? And you know what? It hit me. It's Tyler Olson. That's who I couldn't think of. That is who the guy. And I look up, and yes, I confirm, it is still Tyler Olson is the uh, the player who, uh, the only pitcher who did not pitch from the pen. Uh, you know, depending on how uh, Naquin is playing, uh, the logical candidate is probably Greg Allen, who, uh, even though he's been playing well, to, to get moved up and down um, since he is kind of the fourth outfielder he has been playing every day. Naquin isn't feeling well uh, I'm not sh- I mean he spent some time down there so maybe they they have him go down uh to the minors and uh you know work on getting himself all the way back from you know he's had this minor injury but uh I wouldn't be surprised or you know when you look at the pen itself Nick Goody could be a, a guy who gets sent down uh AJ Cole could conceivably get sent down I don't think either of them uh Will they have to worry about waivers? I don't, but I think that's, you know, maybe, well, you wouldn't need to send down Olsen. He's your one healthy arm. But, yeah, they're going to have to do something. It's uh, the the guys who we called up, um, I guess John Edwards is likely who you're looking at, Phil Matten, who they just acquired in a trade. Uh, Josh D. Smith, unlikely Jordan St- Steffens, even though he's on the forty man because he is uh, uh, he's been pitching in Double A, not even Triple A yet. Uh, Rodriguez is still on the injured list. Salazar is technically still on the injured list. Kluber is still on the injured list. Carrasco and Cody Anderson. But the nice thing is, according to the Indians' own website, Carlos Carrasco is still only on the ten day disabled list. He could easily be put on the sixty day retroactive. Um, if they do need to do anything to mess with roster spots, but yeah, they're uh, they're gonna have to do something. Uh, it was it's a good win, especially because the Twins beat the White Sox. So the Indians are keeping ground, but it was a uh, hard fought battle for the Indians. So I'm very happy because we have a uh, sponsor again, and that's great for the show. That's what helps uh, keep the the computer lights on. Um, I'm not sure what exactly I should call it, but. Uh, you know, it's huge. That's uh, sponsors are the lifeblood of any podcast. So here's a great one. It's Postmates. If you've ever wanted to have uh, food, grocery delivery, I, I think you can even have them deliver alcohol if you want. It's basically year round. Uh, I know I when I looked up in my area at one point when I'm uh, I live in Milwaukee now, I could get like Taco Bell delivered to my house, or I could get the upscale sushi place down the street. It could be anything you want. 
And this is really awesome. So for a limited time, Postmates is giving Lockdown listeners $100 and free delivery credit for your first seven days. So here's your chance. Go crazy. 100 bucks free delivery credit for your first seven days. Take advantage. You just have to download the app and use the code LOCKEDON. So download the Postmates app. Use the code LOCKED. Uh, not sure if uh, case counts in this, but in, in my little ad read, capital L and LOCKED and the O and the N and ON are both capitalized. So if you have any issues, try that. But remember, download the Postmates app. Use the code Locked On. I'm probably going to have my wife use this promo, I will be honest, when uh, when I get back to Milwaukee, just because it's easy, and if you are just want to be lazy, it's fantastic. So Postmates, use that code locked on. It's a great deal. Uh, so for the second half of the show, I kind of wanted to do some trade deadline talk. Um, I think it's kind of interesting what we're seeing a lot of out there. Uh, a lot of what's being reported as kind of, you know, what's the rumor mill say at this point? And basically, as I've kind of dug into minor leagues and studied, because that's, you know, if you've seen any of my writing, that's what I do, is I spend a lot of time studying minor league performance. And I think at this point, you know, I've mentioned the complete lack of starters available, and that could drive up, a you know, something like Bauer's value if, um, the Indians do decide to move him more and more. I feel like that's unlikely to occur. Uh, I don't think Brad Hand will get moved either. Uh, I've been very tempted to write a will they, won't they piece. And, you know, Marcus Stroman is clearly at this point the bell of the ball, as it were. And I think the Yankees have no shot because the Yankees minor leagues are not great. I think the Phillies have no shot because their minor leagues are not great as well. So it gets down to who really are the teams that are most likely to could land a Stroman. And it really came down to two for me, and that was the Oakland Athletics and the Atlanta Braves. Both teams have deep minors. Uh, both teams could use that, like, I don't know if, if Oakland necessarily needs a veteran arm, but Oakland could certainly use a better rotation. This is a team who went out and acquired Homer Bailey. Because, I mean, they've just they've had relievers start. They're throwing... Uh, you know, the monkey poop at the wall and hoping it sticks. They've run so many guys out there this year, and they're dealing with so many injuries and suspensions and all of that stuff. It's like Brenny Anderson is hurt right now, and he's been quite good for them this year. Frankie Montes can't come back till the end of September, and he was their ace. Um, Sean Manea got hurt last year, still not back yet, hoping that he'll be back at some point. So they're putting a lot of faith in guys who are going to come back. Um, but... If they went out and added a Stroman, that would fix a lot of things now. And Oakland's minor league's depth was absolutely astounding to me when I dug into it. They have uh, a depth that is right there behind the Padres. You know, it, they're, they're almost on par with the White Sox. Uh, Toronto would have been up there, but they've had a lot of graduations this year. But they have, you know, I was looking at the, the fan graphs list because I just appreciate how easy it's laid out. When a guy like Nick Allen is not even in your top 10, I understand he's undersized, but he is he's going to be an above average to plus, to possibly plus plus defender at shortstop. And he's, I think, let's see, what, second year? I'm trying to think if he's only 19 or if it's that he's just 20. He's still young. He's very young for his class. 
uh, and he's putting up really productive numbers. Or Sheldon News, uh, I know he's playing in Vegas, but go and look what he's doing. Uh, he would be playing for any other team. And Or Dalton Jeffries, uh, a guy who would have been a higher pick the year he was drafted by the A's, but he had some arm injury issues at Cal. He's over that, and his walk rate this year is uh, absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. I think it's like .55 per nine. I hadn't seen anything like this since uh, Shane Bieber was in the minors. It's and the, none those three guys, neither of them are higher than ninth. Uh, that's that's kind of where we are with how ridiculous the uh, minor leagues are for the A's. The question is, are the A's going to go out and try and buy, or are they going to take a, a more patient approach? Um, there, for me. As an Indians fan, I think they're really interesting because let's say, you know, Atlanta does have the guy who drafted Stroman, and if Toronto does choose to trade with uh, with Atlanta, I mean, Oakland might be the team that Cleveland doesn't feel bad trading to. Uh, it's still not ideal to trade in uh, the American League, but uh, it doesn't feel as bad when it's Oakland as opposed to the Yankees. Uh I'm sorry, I messed up. Dalton Jeffries' walk rate, I just pulled it up. Uh, in double A, it's .55, but he's only had uh, 16 starts, 16 games there, 10 starts. On the year, it's .70. So, yeah, his career through four seasons, uh, 29 games, 20 starts, it's uh, .85. So, yeah, he, uh, you know, and with a, a strikeout rate over... 10.89. So this is the type of arm that uh, the Indians or the Blue Jays love. Like if he is the third piece in either of those tra- uh, teams' trades, I would expect him to be like the third or fourth piece. He is a catnip for both those organizations. Undersized guy, misses bats, um, can really spin it. Uh, doesn't walk anyone. It, he was the 37th pick in 2016. So, it, you know, that is probably the one concern when you go back over is he's not the biggest guy and that he only has appeared in 29 games over the last three. Uh, this should be his fourth season in the minors. Um, it's like, did he miss a year? I mean, he only pitched one game in 2018 and only two games in 2017. So... You know, I'd have to go look up the specifics. I should probably know off the top of my head. You assume it was Tommy John, uh, and that's really the only concern there. But he's, you know, for those type of teams. But that's what I was looking at when you're trying to figure out where the Indians could go. Um, and the nice thing with Oakland is also, like I mentioned, Sheldon News. He could be uh, a guy the Indians acquire who could help them this year and then take over at third next year, allowing Jose Ramirez to shift to second um, and kind of help set the team up for the future in that way. Uh, I mean, they, they need to acquire an infielder of the future at some point. Uh, it's either that or, you know, Yu Chen Chang, which if you get Chang, then it's if you trust Chang to be the future, which, I mean, I think he's at least has plat- platoon potential. It's kind of the same deal. Um, again... I think it's unlikely Bauer gets traded at this point uh, in the offseason. I think it's very likely 
Um, I think it could be a lesser deal. It, it will certainly be less than they could get now because a team that's getting him now gets him for two postseason runs as opposed to one. But they will move him in the offseason because he's going to be making at least $18 million in arbitration. And uh, if they trade him in the offseason, the acquiring team can still get a draft pick back, which helps elevate his trade value. If they wait till the deadline next year and he's up and down again, I mean, they're going to end up probably holding on to him and then offering him arbitration, which he won't take, and then hoping to get a draft pick back. Like, I, I think if he goes to next deadline with Cleveland, Cleveland is very likely just to hold on to him to get the draft pick because the draft pick might be more valuable than what he has offered. Um, because, again, the up-and-down nature of his performances. Uh, but I think, you know, they're valuing chemistry. Now the concern, if you're... The Indians right now, if you're the front office, is that maybe you're a bit of a, you know, a paper tiger. This is a team that has been very successful against the absolute dregs of baseball. Um, they have had success against good teams as well. Uh, the start of this run was them playing very well against the Yankees, with the best record in baseball. But uh, they they have had the advantage of you know feasting on the Central. They're doing what a good team should do and beating up on the bad teams. It's given some of the younger guys uh, more opportunities, but I, I also understand that concern that has been expressed, that it is a team that uh, has rightfully taken advantage of their schedule. Uh, I, I think it's a little overblown. I understand why it's a concern, but I also think there's enough good players here that uh, you shouldn't make a mountain out of a molehill. And let's just continue to see how well this team plays. they got a, a tough schedule coming up after this series um, they're going to do some move in the next five days i'll be curious to see what it is uh who they move um but something is going to be done they're going to you know on a lesser deal there's four names it's nick Cast castellanos in detroit it's yasiel puig in uh, cincinnati it's charlie blackman over in uh, pittsburgh and I'm blanking on the fourth bat in this uh, grouping that I've talked about online. Uh, probably shows that uh, I'm not as intrigued in this guy in the group, if I remember the other three quite easily and forget the fourth. But... Uh, sorry, people. I just want to look at this train of thought. Uh, Hunter Pence, that's it. I forgot about Hunter Pence, who, uh, you know, really good performer this year, can play multiple spots in the lineup, uh, had a real resurgence for the Rangers. But, uh, yeah, so I guess that that's the fourth, clearly. I'm just not as uh, impressed <laughs> as others. But, uh, yeah, uh, Puig and Castellanos and Blackman, to me, are, are definitely in that top tier. If I were ordering them in my desire... I'd probably go Puig, Blackman, Castellanos, because Castellanos is a DH all the way. Um, I do think Detroit moves him. Uh, I don't believe they would offer him salary arbitration, no matter what is said. I think Shane Green and Castellanos leave. I think Boyd stays there. But, yeah, no, that's uh, that's Lockdown Indians for the week, right? Wow, it's already going to be Friday tomorrow. Thank you all for listening. It, um, if you follow me on Twitter, it's been awesome. We are now up 30% from a month ago. Um, 
our numbers are so much higher. It's been really great to see the growth, the continual growth. And that's thanks to you listeners. You're really awesome. Thank you so much for all you've done to help this podcast grow. Um, I'm going to continue to work to make it better. Uh, I'm going to continue to work to, to not go as long as they've all been. Unless, you know, well, let me know. That's, uh, let's do that. Hit me up on Twitter at Jeff MLB Draft. And just tell me, more or less or the same. Like, do I need to be working to cut this down a bit, trying to get it more near the 20-minute mark, which is kind of what uh, Locked On is kind of set as their standard? Or do you like that I sometimes go 24, go 28, maybe hit 30 on something like the trade deadline day? Um, the Indians do make a trade, too. Uh, so remember, hit me up on Twitter at Draft about this episode and tell me, should I make it longer, shorter, keep it the way it is? And then if the Indians do make a trade, I am going to run to my computer, open this up, and do a, maybe there'll be two podcasts that day, maybe it'll be a just quick hit that I put in, but I will immediately give you my thoughts on that trade. It'll come, it'll be on the podcast, it'll be up. Um, it might be just a, like a special edition, five, six minute podcast, but there'll be a bonus one that day. It's likely how I will do it. And then I might end up putting that at the end of the podcast for that show as well for that full day but uh yeah when a trade happens uh within an hour refresh your uh your podcast browser and i will have my take on it thank you all again and as always go tribe